eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in, Kurt and Long, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with Ryan Horvat. And for the very first time, we're going to attempt to take calls. Now, I'll tell you what this means. Th- this means that when we live stream and we say we're going to take calls, follow me at Sparky Radio or uh, at Ryan Horvat, we'll tell you. Then that means if you're watching the live stream, you're going to see me just whoop, disappear out of the screen to answer a phone call. And whoop, I'll slide right back in and we'll get some of these phone calls on the air. So if you want to talk with us, feel free. 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. Like doing an actual talk show on SSP again. How about those apples? Uh, so, all right. I, I don't even... I don't even know where to begin with this. I, I guess the first thing I'll say is about this Packers loss to the Titans is the Cowboys game clearly wasn't real because we went right back to doing what we were doing before. Uh, and that is not running the football, getting frustrated by not being able to get a few runs to run and then just completely going away from it, going back into shotgun, trying to wing it all over the place to Randall Cobb and these guys. And the offense looks like the offense has, has looked like uh, in past weeks, uh, throughout the season this year. And I figured Aaron Jones may not get as many carries on a short week and so forth. I figured that would be the the scenario. A.J. Dillon, though, I, I, I would have thought 20 carries. I don't care if he averages two yards because you just keep beating on these guys by the second half, third, fourth quarter. If he's continuing to run into you, eventually you're going to get worn down a little bit. He may be able to break one for five, seven, eight yards or something like that. He had that one run where he carried guys like 10 yards for a first down the whole pile. Uh, but they they chose not to do it that way, and they chose to rely on Aaron Rodgers, uh, who was awful. And admitted to being awful after the game. Just like, I got to make those throws. Like, we don't have room for air. I can't be missing wide open throws. So, like, Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard, like I did. And you could tell he was frustrated. They want to blame it on the thumb. Says the thumb, thumb was the way it was since New York. So, he's not going to blame it on that. Uh, but you can't win football games if 12 doesn't play like 12. I mean, if, if 12 plays like how Ryan Tannehill normally plays, you're going to lose. And then Ryan Tannehill played like 12 normally plays. It was making unbelievable throws outside that one interception. Ryan Tannehill played as well as he could. And part of that was because you couldn't get to the quarterback consistently, which has been something you and I have talked about since the Rashawn Gary injury of being a concern. We thought it was a concern against Dallas and it's a further concern here against Tennessee. That's my opening statement. My opening monologue, your turn. 
All right. So I apologize because I've been sick since Tuesday. I didn't do the last pod. Shout out to Kevin Holden, who's one of my favorites. He's awesome. Thought about, I thought I was feeling a little bit better. Maybe I'm not. Luckily, this mute button works. So if you hear me coughing and sneezing, I do apologize. But I love, I love Holden, but he's too nice to do this (laughs) podcast. And I'm too pissed off. I have a lot to say about this team. No heart whatsoever. I joked with you before we started the podcast because you also do the Bucks podcast. And I said, I'm so jealous that you and Nathan get to do that podcast because you get to talk about a good basketball team and a team that has. A superstar that I enjoy watching, a beloved super, superstar. You know you're getting full effort from him every single night in Giannis because this team right now, this football team, it's not only just because they lost the football game last night. This is just an unenjoyable team to watch. I, it's not a very likable team right now. You know, last night, Jair, they force an incompletion. They force a fourth down. He does a Lambo leap down two scores again. Jair was exposed a little bit last night. I just I think what it comes down to, Mike Vrabel outcoach Matt LaFleur. And we talked about this, you know, a couple podcasts ago. I brought this up. Anytime LaFleur runs into one of his old buddies, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Robert Sala earlier this season, I feel like he gets a little brothered. Like they shove him For in sure. the locker. Vrabel did the same thing last night. Did it with that shot play. Uh, you know, Jair wasn't expecting that. But – Still, they throw the ball. They pick up that first down. LaFleur was out coached last night. The problem was, man, they forced some third and long, some known passing situations. They actually had a pretty solid defensive game plan to slow down Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, again, that last meeting against them, I brought this up last night on the show. He only rushed for 100 yards, only 100 yards. It's Derrick Henry. Last night doesn't even hit the 100-yard mark. You probably win that football game, but the problem was Ryan Tannehill throws for over 300 yards. So you stuff the, I mean, you, you, you obviously, you know, you put more guys in the box, you stuff the run, you shut down Derrick Henry for the most part. He averages what, 3.5 yards per carry only last night. And Ryan Tannehill on those known passing downs on third and long tears apart that secondary. It's just, it's embarrassing. And I know you're without Eric Stokes. But Stokes wasn't playing very good anyway. You spent that money on Rasul Douglas. You have Jair Alexander, who you're paying top money, top corner money to. You're still playing soft coverage. You're playing man coverage, but you're playing soft coverage. 15 yards, 10 yards off the ball on third down. Jair, I mean, it just it's so frustrating to watch. And you could blame Joe Barry. You also have to blame Brian Gutekinds. You know, none of these draft picks have worked out. None of that money they spent on the defensive side of the ball. It also obviously hurts not having your best pass rusher or Sean Gary out there on those third downs. You obviously noticed he wasn't on the field last night on those known passing downs. But to allow Ryan F. and Tannehill to end your season last night, it's just – it's okay. The same LaFleur press conference, man. He's in tears, and he's got to go back. He's got to watch the film. And I'm with you, but, I mean, the run game, that wasn't getting him anywhere last night. Rodgers had two terrible misses, the one to Sammy Watkins, who shouldn't even be on the field, and then the one to Lazard. Don't even get me started on Lazard. He is not a number one wide receiver. This team, they put I, – I, yeah, what, where, where do you want to go? Okay, yeah. all right, so let, let's let's go back a second. So let's go back to defense because I know y'all want Joe very fired, right? I, and I understand. I don't think it's happening in the middle of the season. Could be wrong. I didn't think they fired McCarthy before the season was over and Goody did that. So maybe they will fire uh, Joe Barry at some point here. But let's remember something. 
I, I was on board with Leroy Butler, who wanted Savage to come up and play nickel, right? Let him be that guy in the slot. Let him be the guy that can blitz from the slot position, come up and play the run from the slot position, and deal with whoever the receiver is there in the slot position. And then whoever goes back at safety goes back at safety. And in this case, it's Ford. And Ford had a couple picks last week. Uh, maybe wasn't as effective this week, but I mean, I, I don't know how horrible he is necessarily. But guys, I mean, if you watch that game, I, I don't know if Savage knew exactly what he was supposed to be doing at all times as far as what his responsibility was in different situations because I can think of two or three times where you could see him and another DB going back and forth after a play happened. And I kind of th- I'm questioning whether or not he knew where he was supposed to be as he just got moved to this position. So I wonder if um, – uh, assignment sure things are actually happening. I have a feeling guys are blowing assignments in that secondary, and that's why they played as bad as they did because you had a backup corner out back out there that's on this team for special teams. He's not on this team to supplant Eric Stokes. That's not why they signed him. Goody this offseason went about depth for special teams specifically. Ted Thompson didn't do that. He hadn't done this to this point. So it was a departure from what they both believed in and what they both did. But they wanted to help Asachi, who they gave all this damn money to to run special teams, to give him the best chance to succeed as a special teams coordinator. And you knew it was going to be a gamble that, okay, but if you have an injury or two, are these guys going to be good enough to do their job? So that comes into it as well. So is that dude who's coming in, is he know where he's supposed to be? Is he doing his job correctly? Then you got Devondre Campbell out. And again, got a guy like Chris Barnes. He better know where the hell he's supposed to be, but yeah. he's out there. But that's still not Devondre Campbell, who's an all-pro last year. Has Devondre Campbell played like an all-pro this year? No. But he had the, the headset. He was wearing the headset. He was calling the plays. He yeah. was going to be where he was supposed to be nine out of ten times. And he's not out there. You brought up Rashawn Gary, another guy that's not out there. I, I All I'm saying is I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they shouldn't fire Joe Barry. I, I don't know if they should or shouldn't, right? I, I guess I would lean towards probably not. But if you kind of think about everything going on right now with this defense and then watch what happened in the game, we probably shouldn't be all that surprised by what happened. No, I mean, and a great point about, you know, Devondre Campbell because he has the green dot. So he's the guy that's getting everybody lined up. But still, I mean, those coverage breakdowns still – you know, when you're win, right. when you're in week 10, week 11, week 12, I mean, I saw Brian Baldinger, who does a great job on Twitter, you know, Odyssey NFL Insider. Uh, last night he was like, or maybe it was this morning he tweeted this out. He was like, way too many coverage breakdowns. I'm not going to put the tape out there. I don't want to expose anybody, but this needs to be taken care of. And like, I love Baldy, but this has been going on, man, since week two. And this was going on when Stokes was on the field. That's a first round pick. Yeah. It was Jair's getting paid top corner money, you know? So I just, I, I mean, I think Joe Barry should be fired, but at the same time, man, I, you can't just keep firing guys every single year. We did this with capers for how many years we did this with Mike Petton for how many years. And now we're doing it with another guy. You know, I'm a cub fan, uh, which pisses people off. I know, but every year that they underperform, what do they do? They fire the hitting coach. You know, what doesn't happen the next year. They don't start hitting any better. They could change. You, you could bring up launch angle. It's like the same thing for this defense. I think it comes down to, I mean, either Brian Gutekinds is not very good at evaluating talent on the defensive side of the ball, or Joe Barry needs to be fired, or Matt LaFleur needs to be fired, or maybe all three. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But right. something very bad has happened there because there's way too much talent. There's way too much first-round, second-round talent on that defensive side of the ball. We should be saying Kenny Clark's name a lot more than we do. He right? Play. He made he, a play. He did. Week. He did. And, you know, Preston Smith, you're getting the most out of Preston yes. Smith. Right, you you yep. are. Yep. Jair's been disappointing at times, but I still like Jair. Savage has been a complete boss. He just never knows where to be. And then when he is capable of making a play, like last night, a lot of guys. I'm going to say this too. This is what pisses me off. I went back and watched that game twice, and we don't have the all 22 yet. But I could just tell you guys are clueless out there. And a lot of guys last night, because it was Derrick Henry in the cold weather, a lot of guys made business decisions last night. Jair made a couple business decisions, and Darnell Savage made a couple. Adrian Amos has not been good this season, but at least he was out there throwing his shoulder around trying to take down Derrick Henry last night. A lot of guys said F this in the second half, man, when they saw Henry, especially on that little dump-off pass. Nobody wanted that train coming at him. This team has no heart. They clearly quit. I'm Rodgers last night in the second half, brutal, awful. And what pisses me off the most, it's still there. I mean, he still has it there. I wonder about his motivation. It looks like he wants to be elsewhere right now, man. I know he doesn't trust these guys. There's no more excuses. Christian Watson looks like he's going to be the real deal. Lazard has no business being a number one wide receiver. Sammy Watkins should retire. Cobb gave you everything he had last night. Tunyon's giving you everything he has, but he's not fully healthy coming off that ACL injury. I thought the offensive line, including Bakhtiari, pretty solid last night. Rodgers needs to get rid of the ball. At times, like the out running brutal like Blake Rogers stunk last night but you got guys running like 50 yards down the freaking field what are you doing and the play calling terrible again last night I really questioned and I was a huge Matt LaFleur guy and I'm still a Matt LaFleur guy I'm not throwing him under the bus because it's one terrible season oh, but a man, lot of people are a lot of people every that LaFleur, yeah that Matt LaFleur press conference was going on and I usually watch it every Sunday uh, when it happens right and then I do my little report for the air for the 55 break and do an interview or whatever for the 55 breaks. And then it all goes up on 1250 amthefan.com and on the Odyssey app. Uh, And I got a story to tell you about the one I just did uh, 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 a little bit earlier before this podcast that I just put up that is uh, very good. But I'm watching it, dude, because it's like Periscope or whatever, they live stream it. Like just every, every comment was like, fire Matt, fire Matt, fire Barry, fire Matt, fire Barry, fire Matt. I could not believe all the Packer fans that were streaming this. There was a thousand people, something like that, whatever it was. And majority of them wanted LaFleur and Joe Barry fired. Both of them. I, I, again, like you said, it's one damn year. The dude's got like the best regular season record ever for the first three years as a head coach in NFL history. And you want to just fire them because they're having a bad season. I mean, I don't, 
I, I think that's an overreaction for certain. The Joe Barry stuff, fine. But like you said, you can't fire a defensive coordinator every year when the same guys can't do their damn jobs. And like, for instance, on Twitter, a guy tweeted at you and me at Sparky Radio and at Ryan Horvath. Has Joe Barry been fired yet? And have we called Rex Ryan? What in the hell is Rex Ryan going to do when he comes in here any different than what anybody else has done? Rex Ryan is going to come in here and play a very similar defense to what Mike, Mike, Mike Pettin played, which... LaFleur did not like, and that is why he went to Joe Barry, because it was too aggressive. He wanted to play it more safe and still get pressure up front. So that's why he made the change. They're not going to bring Rex Ryan in. And then on top of that, that personality, he's got an explosive personality. Like, I I could listen to Rex Ryan talk all day long, like, for free, because he's highly entertaining to me. He makes me laugh. He's a, I think he's relatively funny. But, but my, my point in all this is he's a – what do they call it when uh, uh, Chuck and Wicked in Alpha and a Beta or whatever the hell they're called, right? So yeah. he's he is that right? Did I say that right? Alpha Beta yeah. is that right? Alpha male. Alpha Alpha male. Right. He's that Alpha dude, right? And yeah. Lafleur, I'm not really sure what he is, but he's yeah. going to come in and he's going to kind of control the room, regardless if Lafleur's at the front of the room or not. It's still going to be Rex Ryan and his personality, his aura that's around him being in that room. That dude commands respect upon walking in. You're not going to bring somebody like that into this locker room with Matt Lafleur as the head coach. Not many guys are going to bring Rex Ryan in at this point. He's probably done unless he decides to be a head coach again, Ryan. I hear people bringing up Mike Zimmer. You really want that crab ass? You do that, not want that. That I don't mind. That I'm interested in. I, I'll no. listen. I'll listen on Mark, Zimmer. You know, he, look, hold on. Hear me out on this, okay? I'll Mike Zimmer, that. defensive-minded head coach, right? Like the Vikings defense the last four years. Awful. I know. Dunk. Stunk. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. We're not they're not hiring Rex Ryan and, and like like these analysts, right? Like I hate when they do this. This was like the people that wanted John Gruden back and they wanted Urban Meyer in the NFL. No, 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 no. What they need is one of these fiery young dudes. Find the next Robert Sala that's not a head coach yet. But like, you know what stinks is that Dion is a very successful college coach, and he's probably going to end up, if he doesn't get the Auburn job, he's going to get a job because I would love like a Deion Sanders, but he's going to be a head coach. I would love Leroy to be the defensive coordinator. And how freaking embarrassing. That team can't even show up on Leroy Butler night. And how freaking embarrassing that Amazon can't give us coverage of that ceremony. I'm sitting here sick on my deathbed. I obviously can't be at least – this is my thought on that because I tweeted out during the game. Does anybody yeah. know if, if they're going to show this thing at halftime? And, and everybody's like, I hope so. Don't know. A lot of people are like, that's ah, national game. Probably not going to show it. This is, this is my thing. And I don't know if the Packers did this or not. I'm yeah. guessing they didn't, but I, I don't know if I was a Packers, I would have said, Hey, look, uh, we, we're going to do this thing with, with Leroy hall of fame. We don't have a hall of famer until Rogers retires in five years after that. Outside of that, we don't have another one coming anytime soon. Cause Woodson's in too. So this is what we like to do. We're good with Amazon and you doing what you're going to do. You give us the spots that you need to clear at halftime. And we would like to locally run the Leroy thing with an anchor from Fox six or whoever the case may be for the affiliate. Cause there was only Milwaukee and green Bay running it. Like, I don't believe you could get it in Madison or anywhere else around the state. So if you weren't in Milwaukee or green Bay, you weren't going to get the game on Fox. So you'd have to watch on Amazon. So this literally would only apply to two markets that can watch it on over the air TV. And then they would actually have been able to get to see it, you know, plug in, listen to the whole thing that goes down and then go to commercial, play their commercials and move on. Maybe that's too many hoops to jump through.
through. Maybe Amazon didn't want to make that exception. Or Amazon's got 5 million streams you can watch. You can watch this broadcast of the game. You can watch that broadcast of the game. You can watch that broadcast of the game. Why couldn't you have just dedicated one mic plug-in and a camera, just leave it focused on where the mic stand was on the field, and just don't even need announcers. Just focus it right there for the alternate feed. If, if Packer fans, hey, you want to check out Leroy, we have it on our fourth or fifth feed that you can watch on Amazon Prime right now. They could have done that too. That also would have worked. But but again, it's it's not about the team specifically. It's about them and promoting whatever that goofy show was that they were promoting at halftime. That what was that LeBron the shop or whatever the hell that thing is called. Yeah, but like the coverage and and I I you know I don't like to like do this, but it's it's a rough watch, man. I mean, and I like Richard Sherman and I love Whitworth, but like I don't know the combo of all the former players. It's it's a rough watch, and that's what I'm saying. Instead of they have like an hour and a half. They have like a 90 minute post game show yeah. and you clearly are like, all right, we have nothing else to say about this game. They could have easily shown that. And again, it's the disrespect. It's a quarterback driven league. I know, but if that's Brett Favre, if that's Aaron Rodgers, and that's his ceremony, or if that's Peyton Manning, yeah. they're showing that thing. It's again, it's the disrespect for defensive players. It's why Micah Parsons won't win MVP. But anyway, okay. I agree yeah. with you. I agree yeah. with you on that. I want to go back to the game. Yeah. Exactly. We bash the defense. Defense sucks. Talked about Joe Barry. People talking about firing Joe Barry. I can, we to talk, can we talk about the positive of the night? Dude, Coy Walker had his bust out. I'm, I'm here game, right? Pot of his chest. I'm here. This is what yeah. y'all been waiting for all damn season. I am here. Game slowing down. I'm understanding where I'm supposed to be. I can start to react and read and react a little bit quicker. And when he doesn't have to think and he can just go, now you're utilizing the speed, the athleticism. That dude balled out. That's why they took him in the first round. No, he hasn't played the best and most consistent all year. But that's a glimpse of the future. That's a glimpse of what this could be like in the middle of this Packers defense going forward. And that should put a smile on your face. I wish that it could put a smile on my oh. face. But it's just like, you, no, no. And I'm excited for Quay. I, like I was excited for Jair, but it's like, I just, it's really tough to wake up this morning and be excited about the future because I don't know what the hell the future is. Like, is this right. going to be a rebuild? Is it Rogers coming back for 50 million? Because last night, I hate to say this, man. Last night, it's funny because it was just three days ago. I was on a high. I felt great. And then 24 hours later, I'm sick. I don't feel good. And then they lose to the Titans. But I was on a high because it wasn't just beating the Dallas Cowboys. It was that it, that game was over. Season was over. They were down two scores. And we got vintage Aaron Rodgers. In the first half, in the first quarter of last night's game, I think it was the very last first play of the first quarter, he gets we get the vintage Rodgers, right? Too many men on the field. Rodgers gets the free play finds Christian Watson. Watson's a superstar. Catches another touchdown later on in the game. Five Lambo leaps yep. in a matter of three days. And then all of a sudden in the second half, I felt like I was watching Peyton Manning that final year where Peyton Manning was benched, you know, and then they still end up winning the Super Bowl because of the defense. I felt like I was watching Roethlisberger those last three years, though, where, man, those throws were there. Guys were open, and Rodgers, I mean, say what you want about the wide receiver room, and Lazard wasn't great last night. But, man, Sammy Watkins, wide open. Alan Lazard, wide open. And those throws, those were Man, those were like Tim Tebow, Mitch Trubisky throws. That's not even like, hey, Tom Brady missed the throw, right? Or he skipped it. One, it you know, that was like Drew Brees that last year where you're like, holy crap. He can't throw the ball 20 yards right. down the field. Arm strength was gone. Frustrating, man, about Rodgers is 
he had some throws last night too. In the first half, I was like, he's back. I was like, this team might run the table because Rodgers is back. And then in the second half, you're like, oh my God, this is 2008 Favre. This is 2008 Favre. It's just, it's Favre, but like Rodgers just hasn't went full like F it, like Favre. Right. Like where he's going to throw 30 picks because he's still worried about that stupid touchdown to interception ratio, but he's just as bad as Favre. And it's so crazy because he can make the tough throws. It's like the shortstop. It's like, let me, it's like Javi Baez, right? Javi Baez will make this crazy throw behind his back, right? But then this routine play, he'll boot it, right? And two runs will come home to score. That's Rodgers right now, man. Lazard, the easy 10 yard throw is right there, and Rodgers is throwing it to George Marison. But, you know, he still makes throws where he's rolling to his right and throwing a 50-yard dart to his left. And that's what's so freaking frustrating about the guy. And then his po- – say what – but, like, in the post-game presser, though, man, he didn't throw anybody under the bus. No, he, he was, took it. Sucked. Yeah. He took it. You've been, in D- you've, been in, you've been in D.C. too long. You're dropping George Marison references, dude. What the, what in the heck? Well, I'd say Sean Bradley, but he's seriously – yeah, that's another one, though. But, yeah, I, I got the reference. I, that's why a George Marison reference. Uh, okay, so Koi Walker definitely, to me, awesome. was time. a highlight of me because Watson is one rookie who came on the scene in, in the last two games that we had given up hope on for this year. And now he might lead the league in touchdowns the way he's going. And, and then Walker has been inconsistent. And I talked to Dusty Evely every week, our film analyst that we have on every week on 1250 and go to 1250AM, the fan website, and listen to it every week when we have Dusty Evely on. And he's been talking all year about Koi Walker you know, not being in the right position. And that's been affecting Devondre Campbell getting to where he's got to go because they're both kind of getting all messed up. So to see him play that well, just really put a smile on my face. So no Watson's that well. We talked about a wide receiver room um, the last time we talked. And I'm sorry. Listen, if you take Romeo, you take Watson and Toure, who somehow or another got lost in the game last night. I, I thought he would have had – yeah, I thought he would have had more, more impact. Toure would have going forward. But either way. You take those three and say, okay, what do they look like together next year? What do they look like together in two years as they continue to play with Rodgers and develop the chemistry and understand the offense and understand what Aaron wants them to do, you know, going from game to game? I think they're getting really sad here to be pretty good next year. It's not going to happen this year, but I think it's you're giving me that look like you're out of your mind. Well, why am I? Rodgers, this game stunk for Rodgers, fine, but he hasn't missed throws like this all year. Right, right. This was, this was a, now, if he looks like this the rest of the year, okay, then I'll say maybe he's hit a wall. Fine, maybe you got me. But yeah. I doubt he's going to look like this the rest of the year. I, I would assume he'll come out and look much better against Philadelphia. They're going to get drilled. But I'm assuming he'll look much better in that game. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel pretty good about where we're at right now. If Watson continue to stay healthy and play at a high level, that is a true number one. Who is the last guy as a rookie to do what he's doing? Randy Moss? Where he was like that, like that type of guy, where he's tall, he's fast, can make plays. I mean, that catch in the back of the end zone on that trust ball that Rodgers called it, it was a hell of a catch. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the last dude that made an impact, I mean, Justin Jefferson, but he doesn't have the height, you know? He's, right. he's a smaller dude, and he's working primarily out of the slot, although he could play on the outside as well. Jamar Chase, same thing. He's only, like, six foot, but he's a beast on the outside. All right, so I got sidetracked because I'm so pissed off this morning. But, yes, great point about Quay, and especially what you said about him, just, like, when he doesn't have to think and he could go out there and just make plays and play football, that's when he's at his best. I am excited about his future. On the offensive side of the ball, Watson looks like he's going to be a stud. 
stud. And, you know, Dobbs looked pretty damn good. The only problem with Dobbs was his confidence and another year in this system. And I think he's going to be much better. So the future of the wide receiver room, actually pretty solid. And I agree with you on Rodgers. I mean, I think there's still some good football left to be played, but I don't know, man. It's like, especially in the cold weather games, it's always like, hey, you know, you want these games at Lambeau Field and A.J. Dillon at Lambeau Field, and it just doesn't work out. And Rodgers, like, especially against San Francisco in the playoffs and last night, he had that big coat on. He just looked cold and miserable. So that's the only thing. I like, I don't know what the, I don't know because I'm, I want to be excited about the future and be like, okay, this year's a bust, but Watson will be another year older and Torre and Dobbs and all these guys will be another older year older. And then maybe you could get that veteran wide receiver as well and free agency, get a little bit better in the draft. But I don't know, man. It's just, it's hard to be optimistic right now. I, I, I mean, so you think Rogers still has a couple good years left in him and you think that the problem is, and let me ask you this question, I should say, do you think he's going to put in the work this off season? Because I always think that that's an overrated topic, him nope. playing in the preseason and nope. him going to OTAs, but nope. no, I don't, I don't. Because no. you can't try to get on the same page week seven, week eight. Because look at this right now, and I know Watson's been hurt. That's been that's been the you know the problem, man. Christian Watson, it wasn't about the chemistry. He couldn't stay on the freaking field. But I mean, obviously, there's been some issues. I, I think they're going to need to spend an off season together. I think they might need to go to California, Arizona, somewhere like that, like Josh Allen and his receivers do, or Joe Burrow and his receivers do, or Zach Wilson and his receivers do. Rodgers has to go back and do some of that stuff. He can't be too cool for that in the desert eating mushrooms all summer long. Not if he wants to win football games, man. If he just wants to get paid and just have the Aaron Rodgers retirement tour, Derek Jeter tour next year, then he could do whatever he wants this offseason. But if he wants a shot in another Super Bowl, he has to develop some more chemistry with these guys because the talent's there. And I've been the guy ragging on this wide receiver room. Watson's good, dude. Dobbs is good. And, you know, Lazard is what he is. They got to find a veteran wide receiver, but these young guys are good and they're going to be bad. So maybe they get Jackson Smith and the Jigba out of Ohio State or one of those guys. Yeah, and you imagine they had another explosive wide receiver with Watson and Dobbs all of a sudden is your three, let's say. Uh, and that, then you're you're off and running uh, real quick. The one thing Rogers said in that post game. And I kind of my mouth kind of dropped like, did anybody else get he said that Watson had been dropping balls all year in practice, like dropping balls and that even leading up to that Cowboys game, he was dropping balls in practice. And then after he made that one catch after that, then he was money the rest of that game. And then Roger said all week he didn't drop a ball in practice. Now, again, there was a shorter week, but still didn't drop a ball in practice this week. And then in the game, he played really well. And that is such a, 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 a lesson learned, I think, to a certain degree about how important the mental side of the game is and how important confidence can be in yourself, right? You have that big moment. You feel better about yourself. And now everything goes back to being how you expected it to be. You get off to a rough start. You can't get out of your own way. You can't stay healthy. So now you're overthinking. You're forcing you're forcing things, trying to get yourself out of the field. You're dropping balls. You're getting frustrated. You're in your own head. You're getting angry. And you're screwing yourself up. And now, boom, fixed. And now he looks like a you know the next superstar wide receiver in the NFL. It's crazy how much the mental side can play an effect on a player. Also, man, like, and I know, remember with Jamar Chase before he took off? Oh, he was remember, bad at training camp, yeah. Remember it was, oh, the ball's too big. He can't adjust yep. to the ball. But it's like all these guys, you know, I mean, 
everybody we've seen some wide receivers like this year Garrett Wilson for the Jets or Chris Olave you know for 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 the Saints just steps right in and he's ridiculous right off the bat Justin Jefferson but for most of these guys I'd say 90 percent it takes them a year it definitely takes them the first eight nine weeks of the season I mean Devontae Adams it took him three years and now in my opinion he's still the best receiver in the league he's just on a crappy team you know all these guys though it takes them a little bit of time so I feel good about the future for the wide receiver room. I just wish I felt better. Like, I don't know what Rodgers is going to look like next year if he looks like that this year. I'm not very high on Jordan Love. Like, I hope for the best, but I don't think he's the quarterback of the future, especially because you got one more year to evaluate him and you're paying Rodgers $50 million. And then it's, are you taking another quarterback? So, yeah, it's just who's throwing the ball to these kids, you know? Here, here's one for you. CBS Sports last night put this out. Christian Watson has more touchdown catches, five, his last two games, and these players have all season – Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel. Think about that for a second. I mean, that is yeah. that's some wild stuff. All right, one more topic here, uh, and then we'll wrap up uh, Kurt and Long. How do you feel about the Packers having their fans booing them last night? Rodgers was asked after the game about it, paused, thought what he shouldn't say publicly, and then said, interesting and now people are all over him for saying interesting versus just answering the question and obviously he didn't like being booed i don't know any player that likes being booed but i think at the end of the day you have to understand it comes with the territory and they'll say well it's the entertainment industry you're right and if an actor has a bad movie they're not in the movie theater listening to everybody rip them for how bad the movie is while you're watching the movie that that doesn't happen for an actor or an actress or anything like that. If a politician makes a, a bad decision, yeah, some tweets, whatever, but they're not getting booed in their office when, when they screw up and everybody finds out what they screw up. Only in sports do you get the instant reaction of the people that consume what you do for a living as entertainment. Do you get the instant reaction right there towards you? Some take it better than others. Some get it, some don't. I, I don't know what his answer should have been. Maybe his answer should have been, I stunk, so they should have been booing me. This is one of the worst games I've had here in a while. It's like, I get it, right? Um, I don't think that's what he was thinking uh, because he only said interesting. We're left to all speculate what he was thinking. I'm guessing what he was thinking was like, dude, we've won 13 regular season games the last three years. I've won a Super Bowl here, multiple MVPs. Y'all wear my jersey and everything else. Love us when we're around town and everything else. And now we're having a stumble year, one stumble year, and now you're going to boo us for this? you got to be kidding me. That's what I think he was thinking and obviously didn't want to say it. That's my guess. Don't know if I'm right. That's just a guess. What about you? Yeah, I think that's what he wanted to say. That's what he was thinking, but he paused, he waited, and he said, interesting. I think he was thinking entitled town. We give you guys double-digit wins every season. We give you the NFC North crown every season. We go to the playoffs. But here's the thing. I'd be booing, too. And I think what Rodgers should have said was what Bryce Harper said a couple years ago when he got to Philly. We suck right now. I'd be booing the hell out of us because here's the thing. If they were going out there every single week, right? Like if if Joe Barry, if he just threw a freaking wrinkle out there every single week, right? Any week, right? Instead of just the same crap, the same soft coverage, playing 10 yards off the ball, five yards off the ball, not putting Jair on the best wide receiver on that field. They wouldn't boo. If the fans, if they went out there and they lost the game 28 to 27, a hard fought battle, 
I wouldn't want to boo. I don't boo after a playoff loss, even like an embarrassing one against Seattle where Mike McCarthy takes mm. his foot off the gas and, you know, you screw up. on. We don't need to live that again. We don't. But like when it's the same repetitive crap, it becomes insanity. Right when it's Aaron Jones touching the ball 12 times and us hearing the same crap in the postgame presser, it's insanity. When you spend $350, $400 on tickets to go to Lambeau Field, it's not cheap. And you go to the pro shop and you spend $150, $200 on a stupid Christmas T-shirt or you know whatever ornaments, you spend all that money. Yeah, you want to at least – you want to see some effort, man. You want to see some fight. You want to see better. I don't even whatever you want to see. Every week, it's the same crap. So glad that they booed. You know, Rogers is making a lot of money. He played terrible last night. The defense. All those guys are first round picks. Joe Barry, like Lafleur, do something about this, man. You're the head coach. Make the adjustments yourself. Every game is the same game, and that was finally. You just watched a comeback victory against one of the better teams in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys. And you lay a frickin' egg in prime time. That was a must win. That was a playoff game. You get your season back on track in the NFC, a terrible NFC if you win that game. You're five and six. You're only a game below five hundred. And you lay an egg. You let Ryan Tannehill. And here's the worst part about it. I actually thought that the Titans should have started Malik because how do you beat Green Bay? You run the football on him. You can't really take advantage of that secondary usually. They let Ryan Tannehill, who is dealing with a high ankle sprain carve him up for 350 yards how many how many Packer fans right other than Robert Woods could name one other wide receiver on that freaking team heading into that game last night Austin scored two touchdowns last night Derrick Henry threw a jump pass touchdown like he was Tim Tebow out there last night right that's what you allowed look at this season man there was a couple weeks ago they, they they ran a play for David Bakhtiari who still can't complete four quarters of a football game the defense still can't cover the basic crossing route every week if you play player props take the opposing tight end to score a touchdown you'd be rich you'd pay for your kids tuition it's something it's the same I want to swear it's the same crap every week with this team. So they deserve to be booed off that field. So yeah, Rogers, you guys win double digit games. You go to the playoffs, but we're sick of the NFC North t-shirts. We want Super Bowls around here. And I get that he does too, but it's like, it's the same crap every week. And they laid an egg. And then we hear the same press conference from Rogers and LaFleur. It's frustrating. So I think they, I think the fans were right to boo them. And, and you know, yeah, I think they should continue to boo them too. He's Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight. Check him out weeknights with Trista Crick. Steve Sparky Fiber with you here, 1250 AM. The fan remind you the toy drive, 16th annual fan toy drive for Children's Wisconsin. Robin says Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, uh, coming up uh, Monday, November 28th, that whole week through December 2nd. You can donate online now if you'd like at 1250amthefan.com uh, or you can always stop down and donate a toy and come talk some sports with me. We'll talk about the Packers, Bucks, Brewers, whatever that is that you want to talk about uh, and have some fun. It's been a long time since I've been out and able to uh, talk uh, and mingle with people because we haven't really done any remote broadcasts or anything since uh, pre-COVID. So I'm looking forward to getting out and talking with everybody and having everybody come on down and say hi. Blaine's Farm and Fleet again starts Monday, November 28th. Tell your friends, tell your family that it is back on for five days again. And uh, some rumblings that Bart Winkler will be there. Some rumblings that Robbie Makloff will be there on Friday. Oh. I'm not sure what days Bart will be there, but Bart's talking about coming down and wanting to be a part of it too. So uh, looking forward to it and uh, should be a lot of fun. Ryan Horvath, I will give you the weekend to calm down, to cool off a little bit. 
Maybe you'll make some money over the weekend, be in a better mood on Monday, uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there. I can't reach that thing. I wanted to rip it off the damn wall right no, now. No reason to rip it off the damn wall, man. Maybe all right. I'm you'll, going back to sleep. You'll replace it with a Jordan Love one next year, and you'll be you'll feel much better about yourself. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on. Last thing I want to say before we jump off this podcast, <laughs> there is one goal for next season. If Rodgers is going to look like that, you do not evaluate Jordan Love. You roll that corpse out there every single week, and you tank for Drake May. I don't know if you watched him again this week yeah. against Wake Forest. He is the real deal for North Carolina. He is. Do whatever you have to do for that kid. That's all I leave you with. He is right on Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. That'll do it for another Kurt and Long Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, what did I miss? Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I'm missing something. Which one am I missing? Napster. Odyssey. That's it. Odyssey, Odyssey. as well. All right. Enjoy Most the rest of enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. Have a good one. Toodles.